At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. What do they call it? The Gales of November? Where's Gordon Lightfoot? We say hi and welcome. You're going to get the NFC South tonight, whether you like it or not. We say hi. Kickoff week 10. Michael Lombardi, the Gales of November, my man. How we doing? We're good, but I don't know why anybody would be complaining. I mean, look, the last time these two teams played, it was one of the most entertaining games in football this season. So maybe we'll get a repeat. Tonight it's going to be 63 degrees, windy, rain. Uh, you know, I think it'll be a fun game to watch. I mean, both teams moved the ball on them the last time. It went to overtime. Uh, we'll see if we can get a game that's similar to that the next time they, tonight. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. 37-34 overtime winner on October 30th, the day before Halloween for Atlanta. We run it back with Atlanta and Carolina. This number opened one and a half, Atlanta laying it. Michael got all the way up to three, but you know what happens when a number gets to three, bought back down to two and a half. And we sit there two and a half right now with Atlanta laying it in Carolina, a total of 41 and a half. You know, we had what, over 70 points scored in the first minute. You wonder why that total's so low. Looks like we could have on and off downpours down in Carolina today and some wind. Yeah, ball security is going to be job security today. There's no doubt about that. And how you throw the ball well in the wind and rain. And how does Mark – now, Marcus Mariota's benefited from playing out there at Oregon with all that wet weather. But how does he handle the wind and the elements coming in there? And, you know, Cordell Patterson didn't play in the last game. So now he plays in this game. And they still – they ran for 169 yards against the Panther defense the last time they played without Patterson. So this is going to be a challenge for Carolina's run defense, which we've seen has not been very good, starting with the first game of the year against the Cleveland Browns. They couldn't stop them from running the football. So, uh, you know, this will be a challenge, and and they've got to get P.J. Walker early in the game to get him back on rhythm, right? Because if he starts slowly, they're going to have to go to Baker Mayfield, you know, because they gave him the starting job back this week because of the short week, right? And because he prepared for Atlanta. He's game play, He's played against Atlanta. And on a short week, you better go with a guy that has done this before. You know, we joked before the show started, that's why I brought up Gordon Lightfoot in the gales of November, but we've kind of been unscathed when it comes to weather. But Michael, as you mentioned perfectly, right as we were coming on, it's going to be cold in Chicago. It's going to be cold and breezy in Buffalo. It's going to be in the 30s in Kansas City, 30s in Pittsburgh, 30s in Green Bay. We're, we're now that first cycle of coldness is starting to cross the nation here. 
and possible snow in 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 Buffalo, right? And so we don't even know. I mean, not only now we have weather coming into play, because as as I often said, and we've talked about this, we use the Gordon Lightfoot, the wreck of the Emmett Fitzgerald, and the bells of 29 times that they ring as kind of a, a launching point of when the NFL season really begins. Like, who improves from this day forward? Whose pad level is the best? Whose execution is the best? Who, who doesn't turn the ball over? All the things that matter now. Cincinnati, perfect example. They turned their season around after the wreck, after November 10th. They kind of got things going. They, they stopped turning it over. They made big plays. Their few goal kicker got hot. Next thing you know, they're in the Super Bowl. Same thing with the Rams. This is the season now. Forget the records. Forget who's undefeated. Forget all this. Stuff. This is what matters because the one thing about football is weather is a factor in the game. Weather is always going to be a factor. Now, if we're playing in domes, it's not. But weather will be a factor, and we shall see how that works out. And look, even in Germany, Patrick, it's going to be 48 degrees over there. You know, I mean, that's a little nippy for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But you're right. This is where we're going to find out about teams. And then this other thing that makes this weekend so fascinating, besides your handicapping on weather, is who's playing quarterback. I mean, we got one game. We don't even know who's playing quarterback. And that, that is the Rams-Cardinal game. Hey, I didn't know Stafford had a concussion. He finished the game. I didn't have no idea that he didn't practice concussion protocol until yesterday when I read it on Wednesday. And then we got the mayor who's got a slight hamstring pool. We'll see where that goes. And then, of course, we got Josh Allen, which is listed as day-to-day, but that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think this is more of week-to-week. It's funny you mention that because I wrote down kind of a theme today quarterbacks they they factor into your algorithm of course Josh Allen day to day if not we'll see Case Keenum Michael Matthew Stafford even his wife came out and said she's scared he's in concussion protocol my assumption is he doesn't play because that's such a hot button topic John Wolford Kyler Murray hamstring Colt McCoy Aaron Rodgers thumb Jordan Love Tannehill still questions about the ankle so there are big time questions at the most important position this week you know and 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 I asked Femi this. We just got done taping the pod. I asked Femi this question, you know, once he stopped loving on Justin Fields and we could focus him on some other subject. But, you know, I asked Femi this about Matthew Stafford. You know, Matthew Stafford hasn't looked good all year. And you know him as well as any player. You've watched his career. You've, sure. you've been a, a fan. He's averaging 6.8 yards per attempt, which is the lowest since 2017. It Last year he was at 8.1 yards per attempt. And to me, watching him play, he doesn't look like the same player. He looks like a guy who doesn't want to get hit anymore. And I understand that. I, I understand that. You know, we have this false pretense of quarterbacks because of the ageless wonder Tom Brady and Drew Brees being able to sustain their careers past 36 years old. But the normal drop-off point on quarterbacks has always been 36. And so we've kind of allowed that to advance itself. But if you see Matt Ryan at 36, he looks like he's done. So, you know... Stafford doesn't look the same. Well, if they go to where are where is this organization without Stafford? How do they fix this? Like they're not good where they are. Like they're not very good. They, they I mean, defensively they've got a great player in Donald Ramsey. I get all that, but at the end of the day, they're not a good team. Their offensive line. If Wolford gets back there and he has to hand the ball off, they don't have a running game. Like where do they make plays? By the way, defensively, they couldn't get it done in 55 seconds down in Tampa Bay. That was on the defense to save that game. So let's be fair yeah. about the Rams' defense, which we laud, and they've got a few individual good players. And frankly, Matt, uh, Michael, Stafford has been getting, like you talk about a three-step drop or whatever, he has been getting hit. There's pressure as soon as Every he starts player. to drop back. Every single play. And they don't even run the Rams' offense. The Rams' offense is now in Seattle. By the way, now it's in Munich. But they don't even run their own. They're running the Lions' off. They throw everything they have to do is to throw the ball. You can't run. I mean, they ran twelve screens in the first half against the 49ers. I mean, they're just trying to do everything they can to get the ball in his hands and not get him hit. And I think it's a problem. And if he has to miss some games, and say he decides, say he and Kelly say, okay, we've won a Super Bowl. We've been in a commercial that's aired over the country for a zillion times, right? You know, maybe it's time we walk away from this game while we have everything working for us. I, I, I wouldn't put that past them this offseason. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't and, either. And I, He's a big-time family I, I, guy. I wouldn't either. I, I would encourage him to do that, you know, because I think you, you've achieved what you've wanted. You know, go out on a high note. And so where does that leave the Ram organization who went all in and 
there's no now there's no escape. They have no draft picks. The team's not very talented. It's going to be hard. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He got his championship. He's a big time family guy. He's got kids. I wouldn't be surprised 100% if Stafford were to walk away after this year. Arizona, Los Angeles Rams. That is a point and a half right now with the Rams laying it. So we shall monitor those two quarterbacks in that situation. I, I think you're onto something with that. The concussion protocol and his wife, I believe she has a podcast and she was saying uh, she's super concerned about him as he enters concussion protocol, Matthew Stafford. So interesting to note there. We'll, we'll keep... And he gets hit way to me with like, it's like when Tua went down, you know, you, you got to be really extra careful because the, he's going to get hit more than you think he's getting hit. And that's an issue. You know, it's the same thing that's going to happen to a lot of these teams. You just can't risk it. You know, and I, and I think, look, at Buffalo, let's let's talk about them for a second here. You know, I mean, I don't know what if Josh Allen will play, but this line has been moving like the temperature here in New Jersey downward quickly. Yep. No, you nailed it. I mean, if we opened, you know, close to a touchdown – Somewhere in there with Buffalo hosting Minnesota, we're down to where are we sitting now? Three, three and, and a half. half? My three goodness. And a half. That is. Uh, I mean, I had it uh, on Sunday night. It was nine and a half. The open. I, I looked on yeah, my app. Westgate and it was opened nine. nine. And a, yeah, you're right. Nine and a half. Right. And, and so and so that went there. And then now it's down to three and a half, which, you know, we always say Vegas knows. Well, somebody knows something here. This line's moving way. In the, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, if you're a contestant player in Circa, the Westgate, I think they gave out their numbers yesterday, but Circa does today. It's going to be interesting where they put those numbers, and people are going to wait for that game to see who actually plays quarterback. Yeah, that opener was all over. DraftKings was 7.5. As you mentioned, Westgate, 9.5. There are – that is fascinating to see. And to you can speak on this. Allen – whether he plays or not, he certainly hasn't been himself. So there's something up with whether it's an injury or there's something going on with Josh Allen. I, I didn't think he, you know, he had that he had that bomb throw at the end of the game after he was rubbing his elbow. But there were some throws in that game that weren't Josh Allen like throws. Odd, odd. They were the interceptions were was they looked the interceptions looked as bad as any interception. I mean, the throw to the flat. What was he trying to do? And then the throw to Sauce Gardner. I didn't get that one. You know, is he taking too many hits? Is he getting his body beat up? I don't know, but he did not. The last two weeks, he did not look like the player we saw the first few weeks. I mean, it, it's actually funny. I said this to Femi. You know, like we're everybody wants to give a quarterback the MVP, but tell me one quarterback who has been the MVP. If you want to name the award MVP for quarterbacks, go ahead, right? But, like, there are other players that are helping their team more than some of these quarterbacks are. You want to give it to Tyreek Hill? Wouldn't it be crazy. I do. I mean, I do. He's been. I did on my pod. He's been spectacular. I did on my pod. I mean, if it, if so, you're being honest, if the award's just for quarterbacks, then okay, give it to Mahomes or give it to Jalen Hurts or somebody. But if the award's for who tilts the field the most, uh, that's the guy. The Colts are in Vegas on Sunday. Jeff oh. Saturday is their interim head coach. By the way, they just announced that Frank Reich's former intern is going to be calling plays. What could go wrong? When we return, we have Jeff Saturday talking to the media yesterday at his presser. And a little birdie told me that Michael Lombardi is all in on Jeff Saturday. He's motivated. He's ready to go. He's going to run through a brick wall for Mr. Saturday coming up on Sunday. Saturday in the park. Well, speaking of park, Parks Frazier is going to call the plays. We're back with Saturday's presser next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's a big deal here at VSEN because our college basketball betting guide has dropped today. Get your copy and check this out. It is over 400 pages. Okay, it's our biggest betting guide ever with odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis on every team. Of course, Greg Hoops Peterson, Matt Humans did a great job providing their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champs, tournament teams, breakdown of all 16 coaching changes, which is very important, obviously, college ranks. The only way to get the guide, you have to be a VEASAN pro. So go sign up. It's 99 bucks through the Super Bowl. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Get it. Exciting day as the college basketball betting guide has dropped. Okay, we're back here on the Lombardi line. It's it's just that time of the year, man. Starting to get cold, starting to head towards the holidays. Week 10 of the NFL kicks off tonight. College, I'm getting text messages from your boy, Thomas Gable. He's just about as sharp as it comes, and his Georgetown team almost lost to Coppin State. Uh, it is, it's a busy time of the year. Your, your favorite sport, the NHL, is in full swing. It's yeah, a busy I can't time wait for that. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, are. I'm excited. excited. There's so many things. And, of course, Sixers play tonight. I can't wait to see that because they're back. You know, they're going to play great defense. They're on the MVP hunt. So we have a lot of things going here. It's going to be great. Yeah, your 76ers are a pick em at the Atlanta Hawks. I know you'll yeah. be. I'll know who I'll your... pick. <laughs> I, oh, I'm pretty sure you're <laughs> pretty sure you're an ice tray fan tonight. Yeah. <laughs> tray. yeah. Okay. Um. Now, the look. We're betting network. You and I were a bit thrown off on Monday. Of course, Reich was announced. He was fired right before the show started. During the show, Jeff Saturday was announced as an interim head coach. You you had a great reaction to that. I you I loved your first reaction was, okay, wow. As you composed yourself and then you pulled yourself together and you. Uh, did a great job breaking it down. The Colts are second in the South at three, five, and one. They're still in the mix. We got a long way to go in this season. Jeff Saturday is there as the interim head coach. Before I play you this clip, Parks Frazier has been announced as the play caller. I think Parks Frazier was literally brought into the organization as Frank Reich's assistant and or mm-hmm. intern. He's now 30 yeah. years old. He's going to be calling plays. He's never called plays before. Let's before we play the clip of Saturday because it's fascinating. Take us. Inside with those assistants, some big time assistants that have been head coaches before. Take us inside with the players. Like, what's the reaction over the last couple of days with the coaches and players? Well, I'm sure the defensive coaches are just saying, "Look, we're going to do, we're going to play the best we can." It's the tape. Our tape is going to be what how we get another job. I mean, the, when you fire the coach, the the ripple effect of that firing is. The, every coach is now starting to say, okay, how can I get another job? Where am I going to get another job? And the coaches that are experienced and the advice I gave my son after Matt Rule got fired is, hey, all you can do is the best job you can. You have tape to back up that you work hard, work harder than ever before so people see that you're working and people see that you still care. And what often happens is guys, that they just give up. They say, okay, it's over. We're going to get fired. It's terrible. Let's go. Defensively, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that you know Gus Bradley, John Fox are two old pros. They're going to go in there and try to put the best tape that they can put together. 
And then offensively, because they're really down two men, so they fired Marcus Brady and they fired Frank Wright. Now, Frank Wright, you know, was the play caller and the strategist. So who's putting the game plan together? Mr. Saturday in the park? I don't know. I can't imagine. I don't even know if he knows what one call is, let alone put the game plan together. You know? And so this is where they're down some people. It's going to be very challenging. And during the game, it's going to occur. Like, most people think, okay, he's calling the game. Well, the game's called Monday through Sunday. On first and 10, here are the five things we like. On second and eight, here are the three things we like. So you just look at your sheet you call it. But the play caller has to adjust his play calling once the flow of the game occurs, how we're going to react, how we adjust. And that's where inexperience shows up, and that's what's going to be very difficult for, um, you know, for Frazier to do that, you know. So I, I think, uh, you know, it's a tough spot. Plus the head coach, you know, when I – well, let's play the tape. Okay, here we go. So there are reports that Jeff Saturday has won his locker room over because of what you're about to see. Go ahead and roll it. I'm completely comfortable in who I am as a man, bro. I know I can lead men. I know I know the game of football, and I'm passionate about it. I have no fear about are you as qualified as somebody else, bro. I spent 14 years in a locker room. I went to playoffs 12 times. I had, I got five dudes in the Hall of Fame that I play with. You don't think I've seen greatness? You don't think I've seen how people prepare, how they coach, how they GM, how they work? I mean, won Super Bowls, been to two. Like, here's the deal, man. None of us are promised a good job. I may be terrible at this. And after eight games, I'll say, God bless you. I am no good. I may be really good at it. I got no idea. But I dang sure ain't going to back down. I can tell you that. I mean, listen, if life ain't an adventure, it ain't for nothing. It it ain't for me. I'm ready to go do this. I I take a challenge head on. Okay. That's Jeff Saturday. Uh, Doth protests. It does appear that he's heard the rumblings that he's not qualified because he is on a PR campaign to let everybody know that he's ready to go. What's your reaction to that soundbite? Uh, so, look, I think you got to take, first of all, it's a billion-dollar corporation that he's taken over, a billion-dollar team. And so the business acclimate that has to be applied to this, right? So there's a thing called the Dunning-Kruger effect, which is you might have expertise in one area, but that expertise doesn't translate to another area. You might have knowledge in one thing, but that knowledge doesn't apply to another. And I think what he said there, Patrick, was exactly the Dunning-Kruger effect. Yes, he's been in a locker room. True. Yes, he's been around great players. That's true. Yes, he's seen a, 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 a coach coach. Yes, he's seen a GM GM. But that doesn't mean he knows it. That doesn't mean he understands it. That doesn't mean he's worked it. It doesn't mean he's got experience in it. And so the Dunning-Kruger says when people take that challenge on, and they, they're not willing to admit that they don't know the problems become worse. And I think that's really an example of Dunning-Kruger. And I think we're going to see this manifest itself. He's very confident. And that's wonderful. Because he thinks his football knowledge is going to apply to the job he just took. It's not. It's a completely different job. It's a completely different job. Leading men requires you to have intellectual stimulation towards the players. We're going to do this and this, and here's why we're going to win the game. If you can't do that, no one's going to listen to you. And now that he's the interim coach, they're going to be more concerned about their health and their durability than they are about making him happy. That's always the concern you have as an interim. So to me, if I were watching that press conference, and I would say he's overly confident, he doesn't know that he doesn't know, and this could be really dangerous. He did. There was a little self-awareness in there where he kind of caught himself and he said, I don't know, I might stink at this. That was the only glimpse of self-awareness. The rest of it does seem to be an opportunity for him to project some sort of security, project some sort of toughness that, you know, because there's a lot of question marks about the appointment. Well, I mean, it doesn't, you know, the guy who yells the loudest doesn't get, it doesn't make him the smartest, right? The guy that has the most energy doesn't make him the the best motivator, right? And so to me, it's really about when the game starts and they and the Raiders do X, they've got to do Y. Now, Gus Bradley's going to handle it. I, I liken it to, you know, the movie Catch Me If You Can. You know, Leo DiCaprio's playing Frank Abenell, and, and he becomes a – because he's so good at forgery and he can make up a diploma, he becomes the head of a medical uh, hospital, a children, you know, emergency ward down in Atlanta. Well, what he did was because he knew nothing about it and he just – watch TV, Marcus Welby, MD on TV, so he knew the words, so he just let everybody else make the decision, right? 
So the Dunning-Kruger didn't affect Abinell because he wasn't trying to make decisions. This guy actually thinks he knows. Like, this guy actually thinks because he played, he knows. When every great coach who's played went through an apprenticeship. Like, he's jumped over. Tom Landry played, went through Dan Reeves, Mike Ditka. Go through them all. Guys who've played, Ron Rivera. Go through them all. They all went through an apprenticeship. And all of them, if you put them in a lineup and said, okay, can you do this? They would say, I couldn't do it if I without the experience. I mean, there's nobody who could do it. It's like when Andy Reid made Juan Castillo his defensive coordinator. I told Juan Castillo, I looked him right in the eye. I said, Juan, if you can do this, you're better than Belichick, and you're not better than Belichick. Like, there's just no way you could do this job. There's just no way you could do this job. You're not qualified to do the job. You've not been trained. You know the plays. You don't know how it all works together. Same thing with Saturday. You can't sit up there and watch the game without putting your hands in the pot. You can't say, I've watched Bill Poley. I went to 12. You won one Super Bowl with the greatest quarterback in the league. Well, how? Why didn't you win more if you know so much? Take us to your text messages without disclosing names. What's the reaction been since Monday? In, well, in, the, in the, the most of the people in the... Most of the people in the league are like, look, this he disrespects the prof- that the, Ursay's disrespected the profession. Like they're they're again, this is this is once again the NFL continuing down this path of of really basically marginalizing the head coaching position. That's what they're doing. And this marginalizes it even more. And it's not fair to guys that have paid their dues. It's not fair to anybody. It's not fair to African-American coaches who are paying their dues. It's not fair to any coach who's paying his dues to just jump it. Why? I mean, his resume doesn't speak for itself. Art Shell, when he became the head coach of the Raiders, I didn't think that was going to work, but his resume certainly supported it. When we come back, does Jeff Saturday have full autonomy? Because it seemed like he got his orders from the owner as far as the quarterback. Ellinger is still going to be the quarterback. I want to ask you about Ellinger and Ryan, and also how should we handle this Josh Allen situation in Buffalo with Minnesota in town? That's next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. What you're looking for in a website is something clean, easy to navigate, vcin.com's never been cleaner never been easier you know i get the look ahead michael lombardi's friday article i get that in advanced copy no big deal not bragging but i do and then it goes up at vcin.com for vcin pros vcin.com slash subscribe but uh yeoman's job from everybody from bill ad to len mead and everybody that's kind of put together the new look of vcin.com make sure you bookmark it Hey, by the way, before we get back into Jeff Saturdays, we welcome you back. Hope you're having a nice week. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Um, the Attorney General, how about what's happening in D.C. today? The Attorney Den- General is going to make an announcement sometime coming up today. I'll get you the exact time. Apparently, they have some findings, maybe some improprieties uh, from Mr. Snyder. There's so much more to this story that it's just, it, as you know better than anybody, there's a deep reservoir of drama that follows along Daniel Snyder and what's happened with the Redskins slash Commanders. Yeah, I mean, I think to me, there's, there's, it, it, you're going to need, whoever buys this team is going to need to exercise the demons of the past. I think you're <laughs> right. I think you need a new uniform. I think you need a little bit of everything. I think you need to kind of get away from it and start over and, and see if that can help your program and rebuild this thing. But I wanted to ask you a question. You know, often one thing, one of the many things I've learned from Al Davis is to look for the non-obvious, to see what what isn't being said, to know what is people are overlooking. And so everybody on the Saturday hiring has an opinion. Me, you know, uh, the worldwide leader, everybody does, and everybody has a take. Whether it's you know this is unfair to African American coaches, whether this is unfair to you know, any coach, you know, and, and everybody's deserves their take, and I agree with it. But what I find fascinating, what to me is the underlying story here is all the people that he cited in his dissertation about why he's ready to be the coach, none of them are defending him. None of them are coming out and saying, you know, Jeff's really ready. I, I've been around Jeff. He knows what he's doing. He'll, he's going to do a great job. Like, there's no, there's no sign-off here, not from Bill Polian, not from Peyton Manning, not from any other ex-player, like that to me 
If he was so ready, why aren't the group? Why aren't the group the power brokers of the Colts from from the Colts hierarchy, the group that were in the Ring of Fame, Edwin J. Why aren't they saying this is great for our team? Why? Because the they know. In the room is Peyton they Manning. Know. We haven't heard from him. Yep, you're right. There's no way Peyton's going to put his name. At t- Peyton knows what it takes to be a head coach way more than what Jeff does. And Peyton knows how hard of a job it is way more than Jeff does. Jeff just thinks I have knowledge. Like, Jeff can't even answer the question. Jeff, tell me the last offensive line coach who's been great. Chuck Knox? I mean, like, tell me one line offensive line coach who's went on to be a head coach who was a great head coach. I'm trying to think. Was it you can't uh, think. your boy? Chuck Knox. Ray Malavasi. No, Knox. Your boy with the Raiders, he was, you know, 500, but Ar- nothing special. Art Shell. Ar- 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 Shell, yeah, but Art Shell had Al Davis sitting up there. Like, that's the difference here. Like, who's – Al Davis right. ran the team. You know, like, Al Davis was, you know, like, he's running the team. Now, I'm not saying Jeff Saturday's going to run the team. Certainly not. But to me, it's like know your limitations. Know what you can't do. I wrote about this the other day for the Daily Coach about Lou Holtz. They told him what he couldn't do. So he focused on what his strengths were. What's Jeff's strengths? What are Jeff's strengths? I can lead people? Well, who have you led? I mean, if, I, 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 if you're a natural leader, then go be one. Then what, why are you working at ESPN and not working in the league? Somebody would have given you a job as an, as a line coach for sure. Made a great point during the break. Attaching your name to the Saturday hire. And again, many would say, well, what's Jeff Saturday supposed to do? He was given this awesome opportunity by Ursay. Sometimes you have to be bigger than the opportunity and understand the greater good, right? There's there's more at stake than just D- taking Dunning an opportunity Kruger. here. Dunning Kruger. Look, I know football, but I don't know football like that. I I can lead people, but I've never led that group. Like and and for my how much I love the Colts and I want nothing more than the Colts to win. I'm not ready for that job. Like that job's way too big for me. Like and it isn't it isn't like he got a 5-year contract that he can't turn down. He's got an 8-game trial which could destroy, you know, I mean, if, say, he wins one game, you, you know, or, like, do you think anybody's going to hire him as their next head coach? Of course not. It, it really is to- a it, – it, it, it kind of – where I thought Ursay was – and I, I agree with some of the things he said about it. he's been around the game, he understands it. But this outside-the-box thinking, which typically I'm not against – it just goes against everything that I'm for, which is a chief strategist office, somebody to go in there. Is it fair that Don Martindale doesn't even have a chance for the Colt job when he's doing what he's doing in, in, in there or Eric Biet or anybody? Pick any offensive coordinators having a great year or defense coordinator. Do you believe he had marching orders as far as the quarterback position? Ellinger was completely overwhelmed in New England. The first thing Saturday said when he got there was he's going to be the starter. That came from Mercy, no? Well, I mean, it, look, they don't want to – look, do you want to keep paying Ryan for playtime? Oh, when that's he's going, right. When he has an incentive. I'm sorry. He's got You're huge incentives. Right. I mean, yep, you're Nick, right. Foles, you're right. Nick Foles is only good in one kind of offense. Nick Foles needs to be in shotgun and run RPOs. You want to do that? Like, like seriously, they're kind of trapped. And this offensive line, Nick Foles can't get out of the way. Look, here's the thing. Watch the New England game. One thing we've often said, everybody who's ever been in the Belichickian school, once the first quarter's over, Belichick will tell you what he thinks of your offense. The very first play of the game, they run a TE stunt. You know, and he sacked the quarterback. Like, the Colts haven't picked up a TE stunt all year. They haven't picked it up all year, which is the tackle goes outside, the end comes inside. It's just switching with the linemen. Mate, we had Steve Scott Long on yesterday, a comedian and a, and a podcaster, friend of Frank Caliendo. He was the writer for Frank Caliendo, and he's like, Quentin Davis has gotten worse. Every lineman there has gotten worse. Quentin Nelson, I mean, everyone has gotten worse. Their line is horrendous. Now, is Saturday going to go coach this line today and tomorrow? The exposed, you know, it's almost Reich got so exposed by Belichick on side. It was wild watching that game because the New England offense, to be fair, was, was dreadful. Was dreadful no. in that game. You, no, I, I would argue with you. I would argue to call it an offense was unfair. Offense has symmetry to it. This was a series of plays symmetry. that made no sense. They were going play to play. Whoever's calling the plays, and I don't know that. If you watch New England, they were literally going play to play. There was play no to play. I agree. That's why I'm saying you can't call it an offense. There was no symmetry. It was play to play. 
You were, oh, that right. worked. It was Battleship Football. <laughs> oh, that works. Let's try this. So it's like Jones is getting killed, Mac Jones, but there's he's not being he's not being assisted here. So to be fair, no, well, he may be playing poorly, but what's he what's he getting as far as help? Look, I think this. I think that Mac has turned the ball over too much, and I, I'm not going to absolve him for that. But I, I think Mac is not the – you can't really evaluate Mac. If Mac played like this last year and he's doing it this year, he's, he's a blown pick. But his play last year spoke for itself. That's and correct. so for me, moving forward, you have to say he's, he's part of the problem, but until you fix the problem – Peter Drucker has a great line that he says that sometimes people think that 50 answers will solve the problem when one answer will. And the answer that needs to be solved in New England is they got to fix. They have no identity on offense. None. Want to run outside zone? Want to run the lead? You know, none. They have no. So therefore, they have no fun. Their techniques and fundamentals haven't improved, and because of that, it's been a problem. They got to fix it on this bye week. So coming up on Sunday, late window. It's going to be fascinating. Vegas lane six. I do see DraftKings sitting five and a half. Total of forty-two with Indy coming to town. What will look different? The defense is going to look exact. I'm sure Saturday went to Bradley and said, "Don't change anything. You're doing a great job." So defensively, we're not going to notice any differences. Correct? No. I mean, look, Bradley's got a great advantage. He's practiced against Derek Carr's whole for the last two years, right? So. He knows Carr has problems if you pressure him early in the game. He knows he has trouble getting back on track. You know, I think the big issue is where is Waller going to play? That's the guy. Everybody says, well, Renfro. No, Waller's the guy. Renfro, if you watched him run routes last week, he, he, he didn't look like he was very healthy to me. I don't think he was running fast. He didn't have ex- burst and explosion. I don't know what's wrong with him, but he didn't look right to me. So Waller's the guy that they can't match up to. Waller's the guy that... Really, without when Devontae Adams and Waller are on the field at the same time, that's a different element, especially that Waller can make plays in that passing game. Shall be fascinating. It, it's, it's just going to be fascinating to see because, you know, the camera will be focused on Saturday. It'll be fascinating to see his interaction on the sidelines kind of. It's going to be fascinating to see the it's going to be fascinating to see how the the you know how what reception he gets from the worldwide leader are they going to endorse it what's what's rex ryan going to say you know here's a guy who's coached his whole life like what's he going to say like i don't care what he says he knows as i know anybody who's in the profession the job that jeff is taking on is a job that jeff doesn't even know what it is like i'm not trying to be a snob here i'm not like it would be like me trying to take over i don't know enough about that job like I'm going to become a JFK research analyst. Like, I don't know enough about it. I know a lot about it, but I don't know enough about it. I could never do that, right? Rex Ryan would prefer go up on ESPN this Sunday and talk about feet than talk about Jeff I wanna, Saturday. I want. I think it's going to be interesting to see what the commentary is by these, by these commentators. They can't say I mean, anything. That's their teammate, right? They can't uh, say anything. Come on. They can't be honest. They can't be forthright. Please. Please. Always honest. Will Hill next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. I'm laughing because I like, I just told Michael he needs to write a book during the break. I've never written anything, but I'm telling him what he needs to do. Football <laughs> fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sports books. Just place, a sing, just place a first touchdown score prop. So, coming up tonight, you place a first touchdown score prop over at BetMGM. And also on Thursday nights, if your bet loses, you're going to receive up to $25 back in free bets. It's a great deal. Essentially, BetMGM saying, here's 25 bucks. Have fun with the first touchdown score prop. Again, every Monday, every Thursday at the King of Sportsbooks, 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. It's Mississippi, Nevada, or New York where it's not available, as we got you back here on the Lombardi line. I, I was just asking Michael what he's into these days. He's got like six. You're like Bill Clinton. You know, Bill Clinton used to have six or seven books at a time that he was reading. Never yeah. one. He would always have right. like six or seven well, and he would pick up what he was into. You got you have to kind of like rotate it through so you just don't, you know, you kind of like every morning I read a certain book and then in the afternoon I try to read it something. So you're kind of like working it through because if you don't, then you kind of get trapped and uh, something like I'm reading John McPhee's draft number four on writing, which helps me then when I have to go write. So it's always good to start your day reading something like that. Will Hill is a VEASAN insider, and this is not to put you on the spot. What is the last book you read? That's a great question. He's got uh, kids, Fein- though. It's hard. Mark Fein- Oh, I read Gridiron Genius every summer, not to uh, not to kiss up to Lombardi, but Mark Feinstein had a good book on the Yankees dynasty. That was probably the last one. That's a that's wow. a tremendous answer. Two two tremendous answers. I think Lombardi's book is really good with the with the audio. I maybe yeah. I don't know. It's it's one that you. What can, if Jeff can Saturday read my book? What if he read my book? You think he read my book? What's your reaction to Jeff Saturday? Will we're curious. Hey, if they're going to start picking people off of TV to be the head coaches, I am readily available. My my phone's I right know. here. I mean, I could pick it up and go anywhere, any sport. I mean, Lombardi knows it's just uh, it's a matter it's... of time. I would still do these spots if I got hired to be head coach. I'd still do these spots with you guys. But hey, I, I uh... can you know buy a whistle. I could buy a, a you know earpiece, put a pencil in my ear like uh, like Patricia did. I'm ready to go. It shall be interesting, of course, Indy at Vegas, Vegas lane six. Let's go to tonight. Uh, Michael said it well. People are like, hey, like it or not, you're getting the NFC South. But this was on October 30th. This was a great game. A lot of deep passes. Mariota, three touchdown passes. P.J. Walker, 317 yards. Could have some weather tonight with some rain. Atlanta's at Carolina. We've got that number at two and a half with Atlanta laying it. Yeah, I thought Carolina outplayed them. What was it? Ten days ago, really should have won a game, won the game even before the shenanigans of the hail mary, the missed kicks, everything that went into that overtime. I thought Carolina was the better team. Walker threw a bad interception on a screen pass right before half. It got returned for a touchdown as Carolina was leading. That sort of you know gave Carolina a chance to control the game and it got away from from there. It was just a back and forth game that they still should have won. So as far as tonight, I don't think we'll see nearly as many points. It's a division game. It's a division rematch. Familiarity usually leads to lower scoring games. Like you mentioned, there's some weather, some rain. I don't know how much wind there's going to be. I think it's like 12, 13 miles an hour, which isn't really anything. But hey, you have two sort of bad teams with bad weather. Atlanta, we know they're sort of like a uh, 
you know, the service academies in terms of their offense. So I would look towards an under. You're cutting it close now, 41 and a half. It was 43. 42 is obviously a key number, so you're cutting it close. But I would still bet the under 41 and a half in a game that should be, I don't know, 20 to 17, 21, 17. I think it'll be an under game. You know, and, and A.J. Terrell still didn't practice. He's out for the game. So he's Eric Harris. There are other corners, other safeties not going to play. So, you know, now Carolina might be getting healthy. They brought they designated Chin back, who I think they really need, especially in the matchup with Kyle Pitts. So, you know, it's going to really come down to can Tucker, can, can P.J. Tucker duplicate what he did, the P.J. Walker, excuse me, can he duplicate what he did in the first game? I think that's going to be the key question. And can they make up for it? Because they can throw the football on this team. There's no doubt. The corners can't cover the receivers for Carolina. What do we have, Will? 71 points scored on October 30th. I like the fact that you're going, you're going to go under that 41 and a half. Um, again, it could be some downpours throughout the game. So just again, like Michael always says, it's more about the win. Well, 10 to 15 miles an hour, gusts up to 25 miles an hour. So this is, Will, a big-time public play. You see John Ewing over at BetMGM reporting 80% of the bets are on the Falcons. And if you want to back the Falcons and Marcus Mariota as a road favorite, Will, you get a reaction here. Marcus Mariota, 3-8 and eight ATS as a road favorite. So not necessarily successful in this spot. Yeah, Atlanta's had a nice season. They've been surprising, but I'm not at a point with them where I'm going to be laying a field goal. I think it's down to maybe two and a half now. I'm not, I'm not at the point where I'm going to be laying points on the road with this team on a short week. I'm just, I can't do it. If anything, I would actually take Carolina plus the points. You know, I, I mean, and, and they get Patterson back, which certainly is a hard guy to tackle, and he had a huge run for a touchdown. I got called back for a holding call against the Chargers. They might have won that game. I mean, the one thing I think you got to give Arthur Smith credit for is his team, as bad as they are on defense, they've been able to stay and play well. I mean, shoot, they're 4-5. and five. They win this game. My question to you, Will Hill, is who wins the South? Who's your, who are you betting on for the South? It's funny, the last time these two teams played 10 days ago, this game was for first place in the division. I would still go with Tampa if if they didn't pull that game out against the Rams, and boy, the Rams really gave that away. If if Tampa lost that game, I'd be open to other teams, but I'll still default to Brady just because the defense, I think they're getting healthier receiver in the secondary. An interesting game this week where they're favored by three, where I think Seattle's just as good as them, but I'll just default to Brady in the, in the good defense in Tampa. Not that they're a perfect team, but I'll still still go with the Bucs. The Bucks are a minus 200, so $2 favorite in the South, Michael. The Falcons, your second betting favorite at 3-1. to one. The Saints, who, not overly impressive on Monday night, 5-1. to one, And the Panthers, 50-1. to one. Given those numbers, Michael, what would your reaction be to the South? You know, I was disappointed in how the Saints played run defense, particularly against Baltimore last week. I thought they would be better specifically playing at home. I thought they would do a better job of protecting. I thought they would run the ball. I was actually thinking the Saints were coming around the way they played against the Raiders. You know, they were getting guys back. I, I wasn't as concerned that they missing Jarvis Landry. I thought they were better and healthier on defense. That disappointed me. You know, now they go to Pittsburgh, and that betting line is moving towards Pittsburgh now. They were opened up at a two-and-a-half-point favorite. It's down to one-and-a-half. So, you know, the Saints just turned the ball over too much. That, that makes you not want to back them up. Look, the way Atlanta plays, they're hard to play. And if the weather gets bad, as we keep going, I, I don't understand the love affair with Tampa. They were not good last week. They were two bad teams playing last week. I know they got Brady, but, but Brady's not a miracle worker. He couldn't do anything in that game until the last play, last drive. Here, here's another interesting question. I'm curious what you guys think. How many wins does it take to win this division? Eight and a half, nine? Like what, what, what number do you need to get I to? I was thinking about that this morning. Didn't we just, over the last 15 years, didn't we see a seven-game winner two times? Didn't Washington win a division? Yeah. Seattle did. definitely did you know, in 2010 and won a playoff game after that. Yeah, I That's mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, both Souths. I mean, we're just focusing on the NFC South, but how about the AFC South? Who wins that? I mean, Tennessee can win it. They, I don't. They're the. They're not a very good team, you know. Jacksonville to me is the best team, but Vrabel's the best coach. Coaching matters. Okay, don't don't answer that, Will, because I'll give you the numbers in the South. The Titans are minus three hundred. The Jags are plus three twenty five. The Colts are eight to one with your guy, Mister Saturday, and the Texans uh, plus it looks like plus ten thousand, so ten to one there. Yeah, I would still just say the Titans. I don't think they're the best team, but they have such a lead where it's going to be hard. Now, the Titans do have a tough schedule, but when you're the Jags and you're, what, three games back or so, uh, it's just going to be that's a hard hill to climb when you're a bad team trying to make up games. So 
I'll just go with the Titans by default, probably win it at like nine and eight, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I think Tennessee, I was talking to a guy in the league and, you know, Tennessee, we're like, how did, how does Vrabel do this? Like, how is he able to, this is not a good team. I mean, other than their front, their, their defensive front and, and, and long, the linebacker, their corners are not great, but they are barred. The safety's very good, but I mean, this is not a talented team. They have no receivers. I mean, it's amazing. They had a 40 yard uh, catch and run because the guy broke two tackles, but tell me what receiver are you worried about them making a play with, even if Tannehill plays? I, I mean, the I fact that Sunday, they're all, they're only ahead. a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Denver at home. I think Sunday yeah, they, was uh, – it, it, we talked about it on Monday, Will, but Sunday was such an example of a guy that goes in, knows what he's working with with his team, implements a game plan, and almost takes a win from Kansas City. That was incredible. Yeah, I haven't been impressed with them all year, like you're like Lombardi saying. It's not a very good team. That was so impressive Sunday night, even in a loss. Just the competitiveness. It's almost Patrick like a, a pitcher in baseball who has nothing. His arms hurt. You know, he's older. Right. He's just throwing every piece of junk he can just to get through six innings. And boy, that was impressive by the Titans. They were just a player two away from really closing that game out. Yep, they were throwing slop, and the slop was sticking. Yep, no doubt. I can't. I can't say goodbye without asking you, Minnesota. We got a minute here, Will. It's all the way down to three and a half with Buffalo TBD on the quarterback. The luck just continues with Minnesota. Every team, every week they pull one out of the fire. They play these teams that are hurt. Eventually the luck's going to run out. I would actually look towards Buffalo if it gets under three with Keenum, who's not a bad backup. Uh, the Vikings, I know the record's incredible, but they are just not a very good team. I, it's unbelievable. <laughs> so they, you're going to target. We can keep saying it. We, I we mean, there's three, no. but, but they keep winning. I mean, their numbers are good too. They have numbers to support it. Target is the under coming up tonight, Will. Fair? That's fair. Absolutely under. Okay. You and the family have a good uh, rest of the week. We'll talk to you next week. Will Hill, Beeson right. Insider yes. and host. Thank you, Will. Appreciate you. Coming up, we got a full hour. Mike Paul, Mike Samich. Also, is Pete Carroll throwing shade at Russ? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.